Well, good afternoon to everyone. Welcome to the November 9th edition of the Ag Market Network. I'm Pat McClatchy, and today's program is brought to you by our sponsor, BASF. Uh, BASF is the owner of FiberMax and Stoneville Cottonseed, and we appreciate all that they do to make this program possible. Today's program is being led by Dr. O.A. Cleveland, and he'll be joining our cotton panel. O.A., thanks for giving us uh, your thoughts on the market. Well, thank you very much, Pat. I appreciate it. I was uh, uh, honestly a little bit shocked by, by the price reaction today, but it, uh, since it was up, that's great. USDA really, in my opinion, sort of kicked the can down the road, but if that's what the numbers show, that's what the numbers show. They increased the U.S. crop 200,000 bales with half of that in Texas and the other half spread around. And that carried through all the way to, to carry out because they did not change import, uh, exports. They did not change domestic use. So we increased the uh, carryover of 200,000 bales. Uh, so basically a non-report with respect to, United, to the United States. The, I guess, biggest surprise there was that USDA did not lower the export forecast Based on what we're seeing, exports themselves are extremely weak every week. Export sales are very weak on a weekly basis. We're running, correctly, gentlemen, of 1, 1.2 million bales behind in shipments. And uh, pre-conference comments we had together, we're pushing 400,000 bales on the average that we'll have to make in order to, for the rest of the year, every week for the rest of the year. Uh, I think Gerald correctly said it was closer to 377,000. But to think in terms that that's got to go for three quarters of the year, we've only had uh, August, September, October numbers, basically. So we've got another nine months to ship all this cotton, and it's it's awfully questionable. We think exports will come down. I've talked to some people that think exports will come down a million to a million 200,000 bales. Hopefully they won't come down that much. I would not be the least bit surprised to see uh, USDA have to take a half a million bales off, off of that export number, but that's down the road, obviously, but it tends to suggest a higher carryover in the United States. On the world scene, again, a multitude of changes, but they almost zeroed out because USDA increased uh, historical data, particularly uh, consumption in India uh, and a couple other countries, uh, they they decreased the carry out uh, something like a million bales, from, or the carry in for this year something like a million bales, and then uh, increased the crop size, as I said, in the United States and uh, several, I guess, Pakistan and several other countries. Uh, but the increase was in the neighborhood of one and a half million acres of, of bales, I mean. Uh, and correct me, gentlemen, I don't have the numbers in front of me. But they also increased consumption about 700,000 bales. So net-net, world carryover was only saw a small increase up to about 87, uh, 86.7, 86.9 million bales. Uh, but still in the 86 million bale pushing right at 87 million bale uh, area range so really not much change at all uh, a smaller crop in Greece and things like this uh, played in but uh, the, the numbers changed very very little yet 
today's market was awfully strong in 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 deck, uh, even 40 points or so up in red deck. But the biggest thing that probably bothers me is the spread between deck and July. It's running now at nine cents, uh, ten cents almost. Uh, and you know, it's a huge spread for this time of year. But uh, that's where we are today, and those would be my comments on the report. You, you guys can fill in some numbers, I'm sure, if you feel like they're important, and what I would encourage you to before we get to talking about uh, price. Okay, let's just open it up for anyone. Excuse me, I would like to make one comment. I know Way was, was completely correct on the production, but I do think it's important we mention that Brazil did see a pretty significant increase in production in this report. And because they're becoming a bit of a... Uh, a competitor to the U.S., I think I think we just need to mention that they did see, I think it was a 700,000 bale increase in the Brazilian production on this report. I don't think you mentioned that. You may have, but I, didn't, I don't think no, you did. No, no, I right? didn't. You're, you're, you're correct. And, and, and to add to that, uh, Brazil, it's my understanding, they're not having the, the, the cargo problems, the transportation problems that we're here having here in the United States. So that does make that cotton, their cotton, much more competitive, and we're we're not the least bit competitive. So Brazil is going to apparently going to gain some market share. Well, if we're talking and, about and Brazil, yeah, then Australia was up six hundred thousand too. So our, it's a lot of it's coming on the to our competitors. Uh, excellent point, and I you know we we don't know what will change from the political standpoint day one to day two. Australia is a little hamstrung uh, by mm. China and the fact that Australia, uh, China says they're not going to buy anything from Australia. They're throwing a hissy fit. But uh, that could change. But, uh, of course, cotton will move around. The flow is going to change a little bit. That could slow things down. But, yes, uh, considerable competition, no doubt about that. All right. Uh, Gerald, any thoughts? No, <laughs> you know, we, 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 we've all heard the term nothing burger, right? Well, that's almost what I thought that this report was. And then to see the market take off like this, I'm thinking, well, okay, maybe you had some mills out there who've been waiting for a negative, you know, USDA report to knock this market down to do their fixing. And then they didn't get the negative report. And the market really wasn't breaking, so they finally just decided, you know what, we're getting close enough to first notice thing. I guess it's time to pull the trigger, whether I like, I want to or not. Uh, and that's the only reason I can think of why this thing rallied, is some of these shorts had to, had to just come in and start covering. All right. That's a good point, Gerald. I've had a number of mills in the last two weeks, last week, ask me about that, and I said, let's wait till Tuesday's uh, report. You, and and we'll just see how much damage that does to price. They were listening to you. <laughs> That's what happened. Uh, well, I thought it'd be. I, uh, I just thought it'd bring price down a little bit. Certainly not up. Well, in fairness, I I, I think everybody did. I did. Uh, it seems to me that it. And my inclination is still to think, you know, as time goes forward, the whatever risk premium there is about the uncertainty of the U.S. crop ought to, ought to be fading. So it seems to me we ought to be going down. But 
you know, just a little, or take some of the jet fuel out of this rocket, but not today. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if this, I'm quote quoting Gerald or I think like 55 to 60 percent of the crops already been harvested, which I was a little bit surprised at that. Maybe it's just short 60 percent. I didn't realize that much, but I look around here where the cotton I see, yeah, that's that much has been harvested. Um, yeah, we're only two percent off the five-year historical pace, so it's okay. yeah. I mean, you can yeah. say it's sort of catching up or caught up. All right, we're gonna. I've had some questions come in uh, that were text to me, and I want to, you know, ask one or two of these, and then we'll let this go wherever wants to go. Uh, but I, the first thing is, uh, the, the main question is uh, higher production costs for this next year and what the effect might be. I mean, and I think everybody knows uh, that uh, the expensive crops are cotton and corn and what might that do for acreage. And I, I know I'm asking a question that uh, has got a lot of time to play out, but it's something that everybody's talking about. Uh, so that's part of the question. And the other part of the question is, uh, how high does December 22 cotton have to get to sort of offset the higher production cost? Anybody want to take that on? Gerald? <laughs> I'm anybody now. <laughs> um, I really don't know, Pat. I don't have a good feeling for that in terms of, you know, where does Deck 22 have to go to, to feel like, you know, you can compete you know, versus the other crops. Um, you know, it, it certainly, you know, corn takes the most, you know, nitrogen, and that's that, that seems to be getting a lot of the headlines right now. And, and uh, so you think that there's going to be some reduction and could be some reduction in corn acres, and some of those acres could, could go into cotton. And then, of course, the cheapest crop, apparently, between everything is the soybeans. So, you know, it seems like soybeans may end up increasing and could cause cotton a little bit unless these prices go up. But, you know, December 22, at least for right now, seems to really be struggling to get much higher than that 92, 93 cent area. Uh, I mean, we've, we've, we've breached 93 cents once, you know, we hit a high of 93.10, and uh, it seems comfortable enough in that, really 91.50 to 92.5 cent range, at least until more is known as, as we move forward. Um, the, I, you know, and, and, you know, what do you think of weather? What do you think, you know, you, we're going to get in terms of, you know, yield potential? I mean, you've got a pretty good yield this year. And, um, you know, I've, I've, I talked to some growers and I said, okay, so what's your growing cost for this next year? What do you think? You know what kind of the yield do you have to make, and I think that's I think that's something that they're grappling with. All right, yeah, I know what my growing costs are. They're going to be up, you know, you know, seeds up, fertilizers up, fuels up, you know, labor's higher, um, and they haven't all quite put it into the computer yet, and, and felt like they've come out with a good answer what they're going to need next year to uh, to, to plant a crop. So. The answer, Pat, in, in, in short order is I don't know just yet. Um, but I would think something, you know, 90 cents, well, 85 to 90 cents on the low end 
I, I kind of feel like it's what guys are looking at, and probably 95 cents to a dollar, realistically, is what these guys feel like they're going to have to have to, to put cotton in the ground next year. Okay. I would tend to think, given the fact that all input prices are going up, that growers are going to continue to to want to somewhat stay where they are. I think the rotations with corn, the cotton corn rotation, wherever you are, I think is going to stay fixed. Uh, yes, inflation is there, higher nitrogen, uh, but the, the soybean inputs are, have also gone up considerably. So I, I tend to think that the growers are – I don't think that we're going to leave any land fallow because of inflation and because of these higher input prices. I would anticipate that cotton acreage will be up as high as a million acres because of these prices. Uh, I do know that we have a lot of growers suggesting they will not plant cotton unless it's above 90 cents. Uh, but I think that's just some talk that's going on. Uh, it, it's difficult to suggest that you can't make money in a, on an average cotton crop at 90 cents a pound and, and smile about it. But I do know it's traditional that uh, in these high prices that we find reasons to think that uh, they should be higher and we're not going to plant if we don't. I don't think plantings are going to change on the other crops that much other than they'll be down. Soybean acreage will be down, and I think corn acreage will be slightly down. Got cotton being the gainer. Uh, okay. I agree with that. In just in the southwest and the drier that it is, and we're you know, we're in a La Nina advisory situation now that's supposed to at least go through February, I think. Um the dryness combined with the high insurance price that'll be established by this December twenty two in January and February is is gonna result in what OA was just predicting. I think we could have a million acres out here extra. Well, that, let me follow that up with a question for you, John, and this came from a cotton farmer south of Lubbock. Uh, do you believe they will adjust production for the South Plains? Much of the crop is definitely better than anticipated just two weeks before harvest began. Do you have any feeling about that? Are you talking about this, the 21 the crop, crop? I'm talking about the crop right now, and, and they're evidently seeing some much better yields than they thought. Right. And the question is adjusting. Adjust production for the South Plains was was the question. Will they increase the current in other words, USDA estimate? Oh, oh, oh! Will USDA? Sorry, <laughs> I was thinking in terms of farm management. Um, I shoot. Uh, <laughs> you know, you, what USDA has been putting out is sort of a rolling. Uh, a rolling estimate that only gets accurate with time. It, it may go up. I expect it may go up a little. It may go up a little. I mean, I, I would think this estimate, you know, is capturing uh, capturing some of it. Uh, the, cr the crop isn't that late, or it's not as late as I thought it might be. So, uh, I figure we're getting a somewhat realistic picture. I wouldn't be surprised if it went up another fifty to hundred thousand bales. Okay. Well, well, any other statements before we start getting into talking about prices? Any other questions? 
Well, I want to make uh, I pose a question to the panel here. I've I've been noticing that certificated stock is uh, is kind of falling off a bit here recently, and uh, we're seeing larger production numbers here. And it, there is certainly a thought that we may not get the exports out, which would result in larger ending stocks. Uh, we're not able to ship this stuff. I'm wondering uh, what factors have, because uh, I've been expecting to see a bit of an increase in certificated stocks. Is there something out there I'm missing? What, what do I need to, what, what am I missing on this, guys? Well, I, I'm not sure yeah. how to respond to that other than to say it uh, uh, certainly to me is very clear that we, we are in a squeeze and it's not even first notice day and we're getting ready to see a first class squeeze. So I, that may just be the same question you ask, so to speak, and you're asking why, maybe. Uh, one would think we would see some increases in search stocks, but uh, certainly given that there's, but that, that there, without carry in the market, uh, I'm, I think the players will try to get out, uh, get out of futures. Okay, thank you. All right. Uh, but I, but I, but I, I don't think, think we have to when we, go ahead. <laughs> I, I think when we get to the March contract and certainly the May contract with this inversion, and and you finally know what you're dealing with in terms of a of a, a crop estimate and yeah. how exports are running, I think you'll uh, I think you'll see some bales come on the board on the March contract, or maybe as you say the May right. too. But yeah, I, I, right. Yeah, I definitely think we'll see something in May, but I don't know. Uh, uh, this hasn't been said, but uh, I think Kip and I talked about it the other day. There's a, what is it, nine, a 10 cent invert between deck and July. Uh, just yeah. unbelievable. I mean, you, you, that can't happen, period. Yet it has. A 10 cent invert, nine cent invert, a deck in July. That, that doesn't happen. Something's wrong. <laughs> Must be California. Well, let's talk about let's yeah. talk about uh, our forecast for, for for this market. Uh I think everybody's excited to talk about this. Uh and and, and OA has asked to go first. So OA, well, give us your forecast for old crop and for new crop. What do you think this market can do uh as far as price goes? I think with regard to some of the speakers as a veracity problem, but I'll go ahead and try to answer that question. What do we do what do we do with this market? I was thinking last night that we were just about getting ready to top out. <laughs> and then we get this non report and we're up three cents, two cents, whatever. Uh, I don't think we're trading tight. This market is going higher and it's going higher based on the fact of the on call versus uh, the on call purchase sales versus on call purchases. And that's going to continue to drive this market until we can find some resolution in, in, in that unbalance, that imbalance. And I think it's just bullish as all dickens to go higher. How high will it go? Uh, I won't be the least bit surprised to see a dollar and a quarter. I won't be surprised to see a dollar thirty-five cents. Am I predicting that? No. It's get this prices are high enough for me to just say I don't predict anything anymore. But I can see a dollar and a quarter. I can see a dollar thirty-five. We will start losing some 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 market share at that price. 
polyesters in China is what uh, 55 cents a pound. So uh, we're looking at cotton prices being not quite three times higher, but two times plus higher. So we've got a bit of a problem there longer term with this market share. From I, I get mixed reports, but uh, certainly uh, the majority of the reports suggest that yarn prices are holding up, so that means uh, that, that demand is still there. But I, I question if we can keep this demand there uh, much longer. We have seen a, a gain in our market share, and that's been wonderful. And now prices may, may price us out of some of that market share. Uh, we have seen in, on the, in the equity markets, we've seen these retailers, uh, Bed Bath & Beyond, uh, can't think of the five or six of them, their prices, their, their stock prices, equity prices have gone up, up, up. Uh, they're still going up. Uh, so on the retail side, people are still making money with cotton. So I, I'm, I'm very positive this market on deck on the downside. What are we? Seven days, five, uh, ten days, eight days from first notice day. Downside about a dollar fifteen, a dollar sixteen, maybe a dollar seventeen. But uh, uh, it's about time to switch over to March. But it'll be an interesting switch given that invert. Okay, what's your new crop projections? New crop. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Uh, I've been a little concerned about new crop. I, I think ninety three, ninety five is the max. If I hadn't sold some at 92 cents, I'd uh, be questioning myself a great deal. I, I can see new crop getting in a little bit of trouble, but as long as we have this imbalance in on-call purchases and on-call sales, new crop can hold above 90 cents. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go to to Kip. Well, um, on new crop, I'm, I'm very very much in agreement with OA. I think that 93, 95 cents is probably the upside. What I'm really concerned about is the impact on new crop. If we don't uh, reach these USDA export projections, which I don't think we're going to get to at least today, and which is going to increase ending stocks and, you know, we just keep adding the carryouts and that becomes um, a little bit more problematic, particularly if we get the million acre increase that Oway described and that uh, John sort of uh, agreed with on that. So I, <clears throat> I think we're pretty toppy, pretty frothy in new crop given those things. And old crop, for the same reasons I just mentioned, the export number I think is going to be modified, which will increase our ending stock numbers. The fact that polyester is becoming competitive. We're seeing kind of widespread inflation. It's been mentioned two or three times. I think consumers are going to start uh, – and we've had wonderful response to them as a post-pandemic sort of spending. I think you're pretty soon with these energy prices, which looks like they're locked into higher levels for a while, and it's going to be hard to move that. Retailers, in order to maintain that big equity price, are going to have to start talking price point now, which is going to be lower input costs, which brings in polyester to always point. We've gained some share. We might lose it just as quickly. I think that new crop is um, – Excuse me, the current crop is, is pretty toppy right here. Sure, we can run this thing another five, six cents or something, but I think that we need to start thinking in terms now of this market uh, having more downside potential than upside, uh, at least at these levels. Okay, John? I, I really agree with that last statement uh, for all the reasons Kip listed, plus 
plus, like I say, I, I believe that this year's crop is the the production question is getting settled, and that's that much less premium to keep things elevated. But anyway, I, I'm going to safely slap a 12 cent trading range on both of these things and say 124 to 112 for old crop and about 97 to 85 new crop. And I think the new crop is going to be in a volatile weather market until next September. Okay. Gerald? Uh, ditto. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I like, <laughs> especially John's numbers. I, I thought that uh, I, I wouldn't be too far off from, from any of those numbers, you know, the 112 to 124 and, uh, and, and, you know, 97 to 85. You know, with respect to the carryover and the lack of shipments, um, you know, we could actually sell enough cotton to justify the shipments. We're just, we could just have a, a larger carryover um, mm-hmm. in, in terms of sales, a larger uh, sales carryover, and and those and the carryover bales will will have been you know committed for shipment. So you know it'll be hard to know you know exactly what the free so free stocks at the end of July may not be as as big as as we would think, even if we don't make the export estimate, but you know, there's a lot of time to get that sorted out. Um, it just it just feels like up here that it, I I just think it's going to get tougher and tougher to sell cotton at you know a dollar twenty, you know, um, or, or 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 higher. Um, you know, I've got a technical two technical targets. One's one twenty four. The other one's about one thirty one. And and I'm starting to you know question whether or not we can even get up to the one twenty four area myself. Um, but um, and the thing is, is there's a lot of support in this market. There's a lot of technical support in this market, particularly from 112 to 115. So yeah, could this market correct and, and you know lose four or five, six cents, and everybody gets all nervous and then turn around and pop back up? Sure, um, you know, healthy correction would could possibly help us. I, we would not be in it, in any trouble until or unless we take out. Um, I can't remember the the low that we made, but uh, or the when we made it, but that 103.50 area. Um, actually, 107.66 we made a low in, in uh, at one point, but you know 107.66 to 103.50. I mean, you could actually fall that far and, and probably not hurt anything. So um, I uh, I'm, I'm I'm not too worried about this this market on the upside. Um, or let's put it this way, I'm not too worried about this market on the downside because I think there's very good technical support. You just have to wonder how much higher can this thing go. And uh, I, I think only the uh, the shorts who haven't uh, bit the bullet yet will know that answer. Okay. Any any closing comments from anyone? Yeah, Pat, if, if I may, I'll wait. Uh, I I, uh, I I did not give a downside on my new crop. You had to remind me to give an upside. At least I don't think I gave a downside. And I'm I, compared to my partners here, I'm a little bearish on the downside. I can see a year from now, if a grower hadn't sold any of his crop, he's going to be looking at eighty cents. Uh, and that's that's my downside. It's lower than Gerald's and John, so I get a little bit concerned about about. New crop as we go forward, and if we've done nothing. But uh, anyway, I, that's uh, I think still for the short term, we uh, to, out to March and May, we still have to be, be, be bullish. 
Okay. All right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, we want to thank everyone for joining us today. Special thank you to BASF for sponsoring us and making this program possible. OA, thank you for leading our discussion today, and thanks to our uh, to our panel. And that concludes this edition of the Ag Market Network. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.